0: Welcome to the Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. Special thanks to Bunton, Etheridge, and Fowler, attorneys at law. The NFL trade deadline just recently passed, and you know, the NFL has really become fun to watch when they get the trading players and, uh, you know, the interesting players that are being moved and a lot of times it's for less compensation than you really would think originally. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, the NFL has become a sport where the, you see some blockbuster trades happen. And, you know, anytime we talk NFL, i got my guy Chris Liuzzi on the show. Hey, so, uh, Chris, welcome to the sweet spot, bro.
1: Hey, I'm glad to be here. Like you said, this is a trade deadline always exciting, right? Especially here in the past few years i don't I don't. maybe it's just me i don't have data in front of me or anything like that but good goodness man it seems like there's it's been a very
0: busy trade deadline for the past two or three years yeah. now there's, there's a lot of stuff that happened man dude and so i'm loving it because you know you see that nba trade deadline you always see that kind of stuff uh mlb very similar and so the nfl has kind of caught up in the last few years to you know Like man They traded him Like wow Like And, and teams are Are not hesitant To move these guys well, anymore Like I mean, they pulled a plug I the and Rams
1: hurt. Blew it wide open I mean Teams are like Okay Well the Rams Went and won a Super Bowl Just Going after guys mm-hmm. Obviously was, I mean there's Downsides of that too I mean they're They're seeing that this year But They They got their ring Right yeah, yeah, So, you, yeah. But you're seeing teams A lot more Okay with Like you said They're, they're okay with just uh, Screw the pick Let's go get a mm-hmm, guy And mm-hmm. Yeah, because of that, you're seeing a guy like Christian McCaffrey move. You're seeing a lot of, yeah, even the big players are not, quote-unquote, safe anymore.
0: And you never know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, you're talking about Carolina with McCaffrey being moved to San Francisco. Uh man, the, in the Rams, the Rams tried to get Brian Burns from the Panthers, and uh, reportedly mm-hmm. was multiple first-round picks that was being offered, so the Rams are like, th- this is their approach now, yeah. this is who they are, they are going to s- swing for the fences and ride with it, and, and and they were trying to make that move again, which is kind of interesting that it was defense that they were trying to approach, it's like, man, y'all need help offensively, like, that's why y'all suck, you know what I'm saying, but... uh, Yeah, they're, they're starting to show their age a little bit on offense from all these, you know, I, I mentioned
1: it last year when I said mm-hmm. that the issue with when with doing what they did, which, to mm-hmm. their credit, got them a ring. So yeah. I don't think they regret it, and I wouldn't either. But that offensive line is terrible this year. It's man. horrible, man. And, and they don't have a lot of youth mm-hmm. there to go with it. So, I mean, it's, uh, I mean that, <laughs> that, but that's, that's the price they paid for it, though. That's and, the I mean, price
0: they paid. And what? You know, there's different ways to get there. Uh, that's all it is. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I love that they garbage. Anyways, man, we're going to get into this best trade You give me your take who you thought had the best trade from the trade deadline. I mean, there was several good trades, but who do you think as far as the number one move? And I hate saying winners and losers, but the number one move that took place on the NFL trade deadline.
1: Like you said, I I liked a lot of the the trades, actually. I I I mean I, I think there's a, a couple really good ones and and I'm and you can make an I think there's an argument to be made for a couple as far as being the best. So the one I probably like the most and this is just more because I respect the mentality that they have is that the Eagles going and getting Robert Quinn. Mm. And the reason why I like that is the. They've been very clear. I mean, we've how many times have we talked both on the show and off the show? Like Philly is legit. Yeah, roster is legit, scary, and they're the only undefeated team. And they're like at the trade deadline, like you know what? No, we're not sitting on our laurels. Let's go get another guy. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that's what they needed. But but I mean that's. That's so, I mean. I like almost just respected just for the mentality of it. Did that defense need help? Not really. But... Not at
0: all. <laughs> no. Like the rich get richer.
1: <laughs> yeah, not really. But hey, go and get you an, a, another like a veteran edge guy mm-hmm. who, who you know has been around. He's he's you know over hundred career sacks. Like they got a guy to go along with. I mean Jordan Davis and Fletcher Cox mm-hmm. and Reddick. Or I mean they. I mean goodness, man. Well, we could talk all day about mm-hmm. Philly's roster, but that's probably my favorite one just because it's. I mean, they're, they're really going for it. And, I mean, they gave up a fourth-round pick. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I like the, you know, we've talked about we We like those day two, day three picks. But, I yeah, mean, yeah. hey, they're, they're going for it. And they're doing it in a way where it's not selling out their future. and like, you know, kind of like with the Rams. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Philly still has has their picks, man. So, it's, no, I, I like what Philly's doing. I like that trade a lot. And, I mean, I, like you said, the rich get richer. That's... Philly, Philly looks. And if you look at their schedule, I mean, it's a little too early to talk about undefeated, mm-hmm. you know, seasons or anything. But uh, hey, <laughs> that, that schedule don't look too bad. But anyway, that, that's that's probably my pick. It's a couple of like that's probably my pick. What, what do you think, man? What, what was what's the one that stood out to you the most? Man, what was your favorite,
0: dude. The one that stood out to me, and I didn't see this coming. Uh, for one, the guy that was traded and who he was traded to, first of all. And, and, you know, I was talking to my guy, uh, Corey Hohenwall, and, and and he's a fan of this team. And we were having lunch at Zaxby's Man, and we were talking about the position that his team needed and how they really had a guy, and they let him walk in the offseason. And then literally an hour later, they make a move for a guy this position, and it just made perfect sense. And that team is the Minnesota Vikings. They went out and got T.J. Hawkinson from the Detroit <laughs> Lions. They sent a second-round pick in 23, a third-round in 24. And we were just talking about how they let Tyler Conklin go, and he's with the Jets. And it's like, man, you had a tight end who was very capable, seemed to be on the rise, and you riding with Aerosmith Jr.? Like, what? Aerosmith Jr. is garbage, man. And so they went out and got a TJ Hawkinson, who... You know, we talk about tight ends. We talk about the tiers of tight ends, yep. and and you know, the tier one is Kelsey, Kittle, and and Andrews. And I used to put Waller in there, but Waller has been injured the last couple of years. I had to drop him down to, to the second tier. So you look at the mm-hmm. second tier, you you talk Hawkinson and Goddard, Waller. I put I put Pat Fryermuth right in there too with yeah, the right quarterback.
1: I, I think I think so.
0: And and, Darren, I think so. And, and and Dalton Schultz from the Cowboys. So uh, I think that's that second tier because after that it's a huge drop off. I mean, Gasicki could be on there but i think Pitts could be if they used him, but that's eh, another discussion yeah 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 because because <laughs> last year i would have put Pitts second tier but man he like you said he's he's not on that level obviously he's, he's yet. a blocker over there yeah yeah, yeah. so Man, so that was my move, the Hawkinson move to to the Vikings, just the fact that we had just talked about it. And, and you go from Eric Smith to TJ Hawks And the Lions traded. Look, I would never yep. trade anybody of that caliber inside my division. <laughs> I don't even do it on the video game. I won't trade with yep. my division on a top player like that. And, and what's funny, man, you know, the the other part of this segment that we
1: want to talk about, and I, and I agree with you, is, you know, our least favorite trade, mm-hmm. right? And that's it's funny you say that because that's that's where I'm going is I, I don't – if you're Detroit, I don't know why you make that mm. trade. I, I hated that trade. I, I thought Hawkinson was a, a yeah. young guy that like you build around for a long time, that he'd be great, that you know they want a quarterback. Yeah. Hawkinson would be great for a young quarterback to come into and have. And then, like you said, they trade it within a division. It's, yeah, I I don't know. And, and it's not even like he's on his last year or anything. He's got another year left. I, I, I really just don't, I, I don't know. I don't most of the trades that happen I can kind of get it and I just don't get this one for Detroit it's definitely my least favorite I think they're letting a really good player walk for That that's a guy you want to keep around put it that way
0: I don't get it and dude and look even to the point where I don't even know who Detroit's second tight end is. I don't even know who's next on the depth chart. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, pretty much uh, every other team, I could tell you who they're one and two guys. But I, haven't, I don't even have a clue who Detroit's second tight end is. And, and we know they're going to take a quarterback in the first round. We talked about it mm-hmm. out there. Like, ah, boy, 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 boy. Detroit seems to still find a way to beat Detroit. And uh, yeah, it's weird, For, for man. anyone
1: curious, their next tight end is uh, Brock Wright. I guess I didn't know that either, but uh, there you mm. go.
0: <laughs> if we had
1: crickets, if we had the sound effect crickets, well, yeah. I'd be yeah. putting that like, who? But no, that, that's my least favorite. Are you you on the same boat with me there? I, I just – why? If you're Detroit, I, I don't understand.
0: And, and I loved your approach because I didn't even think that way. I love that you did because I went best trade in Minnesota. So if it's best trade in Minnesota, you know, I, I, and but I love that you did because I'm glad we got a chance to talk about how – an idiotic move that was for the Lions to make that move, but I ha- I kind of went a different way, man. Um okay. this team acquired a position that's obviously a need too with a young QB, and uh, but but man, the guy they acquired is just like eh, eh, he he doesn't even help you today, not tomorrow, not even next year. It's Jacksonville, it's man. Yep, they went and got Calvin Ridley. This dude ain't played in two years. Like by the time you get him, we don't know if he Calvin Ridley or 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 or, or no suit. Calvin Smithley, I don't even know. We gonna know who this dude gonna be, man. <laughs> this dude, and they gave up a conditional fifth in twenty three, and a conditional second round in twenty four, and uh, so which means depending on his play and incentives, yeah, it could a be lot even of better. Of that
1: one, it's, it's interesting,
0: dude. So, man, I, I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, Calvin really is a baller. I thought Carolina should taken him in the first round over DJ Moore. We, me and my cousin Jeremy and mm-hmm. my brother Anton, we talked about draft night. Like, what they they passed up on deep? Like, we everybody knew Carolina was taking Calvin really. But man, so much has transpired, and I don't know if you're going to get that same type player.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't hate it. I guess because I, at least I didn't. You know, in theory, if he doesn't pan out, losing a sixth and a fourth in two separate years isn't that bad, especially for the upside that he does come back. But I, I it's that one's so hard to because, like you said, he hasn't played in so long. He played. Like, I just if he looks like the guy before, then. That's a steal, and Trevor Lawrence would love to have him, obviously. But it's you know that's the that's the big if. I, I don't hate it as much as others. Like I, I get why they would do it. That definitely surprised me. I didn't see Ridley being touched by anyone. Mm. Uh, that caught me off guard. But I mean, I, I think that's fair. I definitely get that because uh, you just don't know. They I mean, might have just gave up picks for nobody. But I, I, I like them taking a shot. Uh, I'll give them that. I don't know if Ridley's the guy would have went for, uh, especially when you know. Lawrence like you said needs help now. Now,
0: now. And you getting a guy who for, for the first year last year, it, well, t- you know, it was a whole mental health deal and it's cool, take time, yeah. get right. But, man, then it's the whole gambling deal. It's like, man, you putting faith in It's kind of like how Josh Gordon kept getting chances yeah. and chances and chances and chances and chances. I'm like, man, at some point, y'all need to get smart and forget the talent. This dude ain't available, man. So, uh, man, but well, yeah.
1: We've seen it time and again. Talent trumps everything. God, it's
0: garbage. Well, people still. So. Anyway, Calvin <laughs> really to Jaguars. Worst move of my decision. Man, to close out this segment, I got to give a, a shout out and I want you to have a moment, man. So, you know, uh, a part of the worst trade, not worst trade, but it's questionable trade. If I had to do most questionable trade, uh, it, in in middle, like it's good, but it's kind of eh. like Naheem Hines going to the Bills. Um, it to me, it didn't move the needle. They were already a super, they're already the best team. Like mm-hmm. if you you on a scale of one to ten, they were probably nine point one. No, I, this, I agree that Buffalo yeah. is the best team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- th- and so th- so on a scale of one to ten, before the move, they're were point one. Now it's kind of like they're nine point three. Like it made them better, but not enough to really push, the, like move the needle really. And I think they only made it because they missed out on Christian McCaffrey. I think they were so like, man, we were going to get this guy and we don't get him. Let's do something. You know, what I'm saying? it's like we can't just sit pad and not do anything, which you didn't need to really. But he does help you. Uh, but like I said, I don't think it makes that much of a difference where you're you're automatic. You know what I'm saying? Like they're already the best team. Like, I don't know.
1: Well, I think it depends on how they use him. You've heard me ad nauseum talk about how much I hate that we don't use Naheem Hines enough because I, I mean – uh, like I said, I think he's a special player, and I think one of the things that you can do with him that makes it really tricky for defense. I mean, they already have mm-hmm. enough weapons over there mm-hmm. in Buffalo. Not even fair. And now, really. and now you're adding a guy that like you cannot put a linebacker on him. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like he, you just can't. Like he'll burn him every single. He's a receiver that yeah. plays running back. It's it's really what he is, and he's a great returner. And they didn't give up a whole lot. I mean, they yeah. let Zach Mosko. He's a good pass blocker, but it's not like they were really using him a whole lot, right? And so
0: yeah, yeah. Ah.
1: Like I I don't like Buffalo doing that honestly. Like yeah, I'm mean, obviously McCaffrey would have been I can't even picture McCaffrey in that offense. I mean <laughs>
0: like go and just yeah. stop the season. Yeah. Right? But
1: uh but no, I mean I, I like it. And it is interesting because it's not like Devin Singletary has been bad for them. I think he's been fine. But I think it, it just depends, I guess, on how they use Hines. Cause that's the thing is you can put him you can put him out wide you can put him yeah. in the slot you can put him too bad I don't I don't yeah. know <laughs> and, and, and,
0: and you're right Hans Hans has a spe, he's a special talented player rushing receiver returning you use him any way you can he's one of those guys just give him the ball if he's if he's on defense yeah. just give him the ball play him offense like if you have to but my my thing is they use a second round pick on James Cook from Georgia to be that same guy and Cook has played well when he's been out there when he gets an opportunity so it's just like what did you change? Like, why did you do the second round pick? If I just, it just kind of, I don't know. It just, it's a questionable move. Like I said, you don't hate it, you don't love it, but it's one of those we'll see. And Hines will make plays for them if he's healthy and they use him in the right way, which we know can't And that offense is not even. Yeah, I it almost
1: it. just seems more about just getting, just getting a talented player and then seeing if they could do anything with him because yeah, they didn't yeah. give up a whole lot for him. And at worst, they lose, you know, Moss on a, a conditional sixth and. At best, they get a guy who's a matchup problem, and yeah, yeah, like you, I mean, it's not like they needed help offensively, but there you go, they get another guy, and hey, but like you said, don't, yeah, I don't think it moves the needle like a ton. I mean, you still got Singletary there, and I mean, Diggs is still going to be, you know, the guy, and they got everybody, Gabe Davis. I mean, I don't know, like you said, yeah, I don't think it's like a super needle mover one way or the other, but but I get it, and I I will say as a Colts fan, I really hope. The Hines does get to show out a little. I, I think he's a great player. We just did not use him. <laughs> we just Dude. didn't. I mean, it's the con kind of being... Mm-mm-mm. He's stuck behind Taylor, you know? I mean, yeah. y- you can't bench Taylor. Yeah. It's yeah. just, you know, it's just one of those spots. Like, he wanted out, and I totally understand him wanting out. So I hope he balls out. But, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. It's not it's not a drastic move, but it, it makes a, a really, really... I mean, the best team just a little bit better.
0: They, the Bills are definitely ants a little bit better as far as overall talent, and you know, they' Super Bowl contender, we already knew that coming into the season. But after this break, we're going to take a look and see at teams who have made maybe a jump from being maybe a borderline playoff team to a bona fide playoff team. and some of those guys who are playoff teams who are now in the Super Bowl talk. Stay tuned. you're listening to the sweet Spot with Corey Bradley.:
1: Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Care Animal Center is a local business partner at The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333.
0: Welcome to the sweet spot as we close with today's segment sponsored by Bunton, Etheridge, and Fowler Attorneys at Law. So Chris, maybe looking at contending moves, teams who kind of made a bump in their trade deadline acquisitions. Who do you have that stands out to you? Oh,
1: we, we kinda of talked about him in the last segment and this is a, I, I'm not sure what's going on. they've, they've gotta be like the quietest six and one team I I've seen, but it's the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Uh they go and get T J. Hoggison, who which we talked about in the last segment, why we like that so much. And they he goes to a team, you know, where Kevin O'Connell's calling, you know, that offense is, is doing well. I mean, it seems like every year Kirk Cousins just very quietly, yep. you know, does his thing, right? And no top one ever 10 looks QB. at him. Top ten QB, top Yep, and it just goes with Minnesota as a team. Like I don't, nobody's talking about. They're six and one with their one loss being to Philly. Mm-hmm. Granted, they look bad, but Philly looks insane, mm-hmm. right? And that was week two or week three, whatever it was, real early. I, I just, I, I want to give Minnesota <laughs> their flowers. Basically, get, they're going and getting another guy, yeah, and and in an NFC that isn't exactly crawling with contenders right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see why... I'm, I think there's an argument for Minnesota as a contender as already. Yeah. And they, they go and get a player like Hockinson who's going to open up even more things on that offense. You know, to add it to Jefferson, add it to Thielen, they got Dalvin Cook. I mean, <laughs> we, we like you said, Cousins is good. They've got solid players on defense. I mean, that defensive line, is the, the edge players they got, Zadarius Smith's doing his thing, Danielle Hunter. Patrick Peterson's turning mm-hmm. the clock back. He's been awesome this year, like... I, like, why aren't we talking about Minnesota more? What's going on?
0: Dude, I, it's weird because, like you said, they have really kind of the backdoored on everybody to a 6-1 and one start. And uh, I think it's the first time they've – Started six and one since two thousand twelve for Brett Favre. So, uh, man, and you know how close Favre and those guys were to being in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl as well. With New Orleans uh, eventually going on the win. So, uh, I love the move by the Vikings that you heard in the previous segment, getting T.J. Hawkinson. And like you said, everything you said, you mentioned adding to the weaponry that you already had. My only concern has actually nothing to do with a player. It's the head coach. It's it's, it's O'Connell, man. I, I, first year, you know, his first year in he's coming from the Rams and what I've seen in his play calling is trying to use Justin Jefferson as his Cooper Cup. It's like everything is based about, you know, trying to get targets to him and use him as decoys. And it's like, man, why Adam Thielen not being tar- he's he's been targeted more here these last few weeks, but in the first two, three weeks, I'm like, man, you're not even using Adam Thielen. Cook hasn't wasn't really involved as much as he should have been. And but but I'm concerned and you think about the Rams, it was kind of similar, right? They use Cup they didn't really use Higby much, and I know Higby not on Hawkinson level, but O'Connell came from Rams, and I'm still trying to see yeah, is he willing to to balance it out to everybody because Justin Jefferson's great, we know that, but boy, you got plenty. Of, KJ Osborne Osborne went off last year, mm-hmm. like he would, I think he had over over 700 yards as a third guy, which is very it's pr- pretty good, you know. So. This year, he's not even being targeted at all in the same manner. So, and it's not Cousins. I think it's the. I think it's two things: O'Connell's play calling and obviously Cousins getting acclimated to the new system. But yeah, man, uh Minnesota's the one team, like you said, they're Super Bowl contenders because that NFC. If you're going to be, this is the year to strike in the NFC. Yeah, you know, this oh, yeah. is the year. So, Bucks, their horrible play caller and Byron Leftwich. You know, uh, the Packers are horrible too because they don't they didn't address the wide right receiver position. So, but this is the year for, it's, for Minnesota. It's just
1: Philly. Philly, Dallas. I mean, yeah, no. They, like you said, this is the year for the mm-hmm. NFC, and yeah, we'll we'll see how they end up using them. Like you said, at least to their credit, Hawkinson is a better player than Higby, and so maybe they can, you know, <laughs> find some some more usage under mm-hmm. him. But it's you know, we talk about Minnesota. Is there another team that's kind of you think? What about you? That's kind of caught your eye. You think maybe didn't go from not a contender to all of a sudden holy holy smokes, they're there. But who do you think moved the needle to? You know, we we need to keep an eye on.
0: So so, this team here, like, so nobody really made a significant jump. But this team here was already a playoff team. But they, the move they made, the player they acquired, really benefited benefited them as a whole, just because of his talent level. And and they pretty much owned their division. So it wasn't like they weren't going to make the playoffs. I thought like it was foregone conclusion. They're going to make the playoffs, probably win in the division more than likely. But getting a guy like Christian McCaffrey, the Forty miners, man. Getting him, when I saw that, I thought about my guy, Rex Ruiz. I'm like, oh, boy. And it was already like 10 o'clock. I was on it's like 10, 1030. I'm not going to text him. and But he texted me first thing next morning, like at 530, like, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I was thrilled for him. But um, McCaffrey, very good move. Uh, they gave up a lot. They gave up a ton yeah. to acquire him, based on a player who has you know the injury uh, history that he's had and the durability issues. But, but man, uh, getting and we a guy san like know san Francisco him,
1: players never get hurt. It oh really my god, injury luck, right,
0: dude? <laughs> I, man, I've never seen a team deal with injuries as much as they have, and so um, you know. Uh, McCaffrey pick that, that trade was great, but I'll also say this: like you say it, they're running backs. They've always had good running backs. You didn't even need really. Yep. I mean, I had a, somebody wrote an article saying they really should have got another receiver. Or they should have got a, uh, an offensive lineman to help out, but. The team was already good with backs. You've seen it with Mostert and you've seen Tevin Coleman and you've seen mm-hmm. Jeff Wilson and Elijah Mitchell. That's that Shanahan, like his dad, Mike in Denver with Terrell Davis and, you know, some of those guys, Mike Anderson. Like, that's their scheme. They just plug any back in and they're going to thrive. So, and Jeff Wilson's a really good back who they traded to Miami. So, uh, man, I'll. I'll but, the, we, but the difference they were trying to make was at quarterback getting Trey Lance. That's what they—that's yeah. the move they were trying to make is elevate this team even further when Garoppolo's solid, but they were trying to do something even more. But, man, uh, you know, as we close, man, McCaffrey to the 49ers, what are your thoughts on that move? What do you think – what was your initial impact or reaction, and what do you think the impact is moving forward?
1: Uh, whoa. What was it? <laughs> I, I didn't – I mean, I, I think there were rumblings that McCaffrey's going to move. I didn't think San Francisco was going to be the recipient yeah. <laughs> for him. Uh, I'm a little bit more weary. I, I will say I think it helps them as far as immediate contender. Like, I think it helps their chances this year. Obviously, you're adding yeah. a guy like Christian McCaffrey. But the issues with it is kind of what you touched upon. They gave up a lot for him for a position that they've had zero issues mm-hmm. at getting production out of. Like, uh, you you named off all the running. That's that's Shanahan's thing. They 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 did not need help, <laughs> at running back. I mean, I guess you can make the argument this year. You know, with the the injuries and yeah. and whatnot. But what I don't know. I don't know if I love it. But I, I will say I think, at least going forward, as far as the future goes, that this is almost more mm. of a uh, they're investing in Trey Lance. Yep. I'll say it, because they're giving up a lot of picks, mm-hmm. so they're not going to really have ammo to go and get anybody, like if they were already out on Trey Lance or anything, which they shouldn't be, I mean, it's way too early in my opinion, but, you know, you're going to go and get a guy that obviously Trey's going to love, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right, just another guy, just along, just like Debo and and Kittle, mm. I, so Yuk? I mean, I, yeah, and I, I think this is like saying, like investing in the future, in future a little yeah. bit, but... They they are gonna have to hit on some of their day three you know other day two stuff because like, yeah they gave up a lot for him. Yeah, I'll say I lean more on I don't like it more than mm. like it just because I just don't think they yeah I don't think they needed that at running especially yeah. for a guy that you know we worry about their health and the way that maybe I'm being superstitious but San Francisco I and mean, you mentioned it Man, just, they just so can't good. stay healthy. But I mean they they didn't need running back help they just they didn't. I, I don't think it's a bad trade i guess but i i guess i lean more towards like i guess if i were to grade it something like that like i would grade carolina higher Mm. for getting what they did put it that way but Yeah, I don't know. I mean, forty nine er, it does help them this year. I mean, that gives them another weapon. That obviously Shanahan's going to have fun using, right? But yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Like going forward, do you, do you like that trade as far as just a, a few, like a big picture outlook?
0: Yeah, yeah, I like it big picture. Um, it was at this moment though. Like I said, uh, you you talked about Jeff Wilson. We talked about him, and man, when they acquired McCaffrey on a, you know, it's like man, he's there Friday and he's going to play Sunday. I'm like, why? <laughs> like you got Wilson, like and and if you looked in that game, which is he got there Friday and they're playing on Sunday and they playing against the Chiefs, they you, you could tell they were forcing McCaffrey in and Wilson had like six carries for like fifty four yards or something mm-hmm. and it was like eight and nine. It was like I mean he just and and you and you got to understand why because he has. Chemistry and timing with this O line McCaffrey, you're trying to plug him in just because it's that new toy on Christmas mm-hmm. or whatever, and it doesn't fit yet because he shouldn't fit yet. He doesn't yeah. know, you know, what I'm that's my thing. They didn't need it, they didn't had need
1: guys it. who were doing it. Uh, McCaffrey's probably a better quarterback than Jeff Wilson, he had to throw yeah, a touchdown. Man,
0: and that's where you see this <laughs> offense going because, and I thought about that earlier in the game as I was watching against the Rams. I was like, man, all the attention goes to McCaffrey when he's on the field and you flank him out in the flats. And and that's a, and then I promise you, like the next quarter, they ran that play and it was perfect. I've never seen a more beautiful pass from a running back from the forty-yard <laughs> line on the money. Like it was amazing. So, but that's that's the key. Got he, some Randall L in him, man. Yeah, you, you don't think about <laughs> that with Wilson and, and 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 Elijah Mitchell. You're not you're not the defense don't have to worry about them as much in that aspect in the receiving game and when you flunked him out. But but they've invested so much in the in the running back position. They went third round with davis price from lsu this year last year trey sermon remember we thought he was gonna be yeah. the guy and he's Gosh, at, yeah. where is he now <laughs> they got him in the third round so they've invested so much in the running back position and the one that hit the most is the sixth round pick elijah Mitchell from louisiana so and he he just got to stay healthy he was hurt last year and banged up and he's hurt this year so but man yeah McCaffrey to the 49ers like you said you don't like it as much because carolina really got great value for him but uh it, man this is the, this could be the year McCaffrey could be the difference if he's out there on the field don't be shocked to see San Francisco the Niners hoist the Lombardi Trophy at the like end of the you said the, the NFC is open for take. wide open wide open bro man Chris dude love you as always man glad to have you on the show this NFL trade deadline special man uh Dude, nothing like Sundays. That's my favorite day of the week. Yes, Let sir. me get to Sundays. Though. You hate it because it's work. I, I hate it because it's work the next day. But I'm like, man, I'm watching NFL from time I wake up to the time I go to bed, boy. So, uh, man, nothing like the NFL, bro.
1: Hi, I hear you. And I hey, love you too, man. I'm glad to be here as always. And uh, another really fun trade deadline. Now we're, we're on the, the home stretch now. So I'm it. excited for it.
0: And as I always say, there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot.